breaking news at the U.S.-Canadian border where officials are now investigating a vehicle explosion at a major crossing point between the two countries. CNN's Bryn Gingras is gathering new details for us. Bryn, I understand the governor of New York just gave us an update. What's the latest? Yeah, that's right. Kathy Hochul just saying that there is no indication right now in the investigation of this explosion that it was a terrorist attack. So that does very important information she's putting out there as that was a lot of the questions that were out there at the time. We also know, Wolf, uh, that one of the crossings that was immediately shut down in the aftermath of this explosion, it is now open to traffic both ways between the U.S. and Canada. So we're starting to see some of these security precautions that were taken immediately afterwards somewhat being lifted. But let me get through exactly what we understand happened as of now. What we are hearing is that there was a car that was actually traveling traveling on a local road in Niagara Falls at a high rate of speed. It hit a curb causing this vehicle to actually go airborne and then collide on the side of where a security checkpoint was happening at Rainbow Bridge. So it wasn't even trying to enter the checkpoint at that uh, Rainbow Bridge site. So that is what we are learning right now, the very latest uh, from the investigators that are still working this investigation there on the ground. We've also learned that there were, according to the governor, two people inside the car. I will tell you that some of our sources are still trying to determine exactly if there was one or if there was two, only because of the debris field in that area. You can see the fiery explosion. We understand that there is only an engine left of this car. There is debris all around that area and investigators are sort of trying to piece together exactly what happened based on the size of what they're dealing with uh, and of course because of that explosion. So that is the latest that we are hearing. The big thing though, Wolf, this does not seem to be a terrorist attack. It does seem to be somewhat of an accident still. The FBI there on the ground, the ATF, other federal agents trying to answer some of these questions and there are still precautions safety measures that have been taken in response we're seeing the airports uh, flights that have been sort of put at a, a ground uh, halt right now uh, while they try to answer some of these questions and we're seeing more security measures being taken at the airports because of the busy holiday uh, today travel season so uh, we're starting to see some of that being lifted but not quite yet but again uh, we're getting more answers as we had so many questions as to exactly Exactly what happened there at the border crossing. I'm sure we're going to be learning a lot more in the coming hours. Bryn Gingras, thank you very, very much. I want to get reaction right now uh, from our uh, law enforcement and security experts who are joining us. And Juliet Kayam, let me start with you. New York's governor, Governor Hochul, says there is no indication this was a terrorist attack. How would authorities have been able to determine that so quickly? So, so by now, they have possession of the car, even if it's damaged. They've identified the people. They're going to know why they were on this other road. I mean, they're able to put the, these pieces together so quickly, in particular because the Joint Terrorism Task Force was involved. They'd be able to, to prove uh, that maybe they have no background on any of these people or whatever. So they, they honestly, well, they probably already have a narrative of what, in fact, happened. Um, and uh, and whether there was any motive involved with the speed by which this car was going, was there other nefarious activities we were talking about earlier? Um, you know, obviously, look, it's a holiday weekend. Uh, the threat environment is high. It's a major crossing between Canada and the United States, and it appeared that someone was trying to go through it very quickly. So, of course, you're going to ratchet up, and now we ratchet down, and that's the nature of 
of, of what a response uh, mechanism looks like uh, until you can say it's not terrorism. Yeah, let me get Donnell uh, Harvin into this conversation. Donnell, what are investigators from your perspective looking for right now as they, they try desperately to determine as quickly as they can the cause of this explosion? Well, I think the operative word that you used, Wolf, is quickly. I mean, I, the, from, from the incident to the governor's announcement, uh, I'm not saying it's all clear, but that there's no, they don't believe there's a nexus of terrorism. I think it's pretty rapid speed. Uh, the reason why is because that's a heavily trafficked crossing. Uh, these crossings have CCTV that's high quality. They also have license plate readers. So even if the car is completely demolished, they know uh, the identification of that car before they went in. Uh, which means that sensibly they know who the owner is. They can be knocking on that owner's door within minutes uh, and start backtracing. Uh, some of that's what we call OSINT, open source intelligence, looking at any posts, um, any social media accounts this individual has to see if they've made any threats, uh, and also talking to people who may know the individual individuals that they believe were in that car. Julianne, what is the fact that the car actually was pulled to a secondary search area before hitting a curb and going airborne, airborne and then exploding? What does that all tell you? So this is where we will probably get a determination of the TikToks of, of sort of what happened. So uh, it, it tells me that if, if there was some sort of secondary pullover, there's lots of nefarious activity that's not terrorism. So if this is in fact the way that it unfolded, um, uh, uh, they may not have wanted been uh, have been caught uh, at secondary um, in terms of other activity that they would want to have avoided. What it tells me is is uh, these are not people or this was not a situation that wanted or was targeting uh, the crossing. And I want to just pick up on what Darrell said, which I thought was really important, which is it's not simply that these are heavily, you know, camera areas. These you know, this is the lifeline of Canada U.S. Uh, crossings. And, and for a brief while, we closed four major crossings because we didn't know what it was. So one of the reasons, Wolf, to your question, how would they know so fast is they had to know fast because you got to get these crossings back open. You can't leave them closed, especially this weekend. And so there was a high incentive to, to say, okay, this was not a, this was a bad situation, uh, but we got We got to get people moving again. And that's, that's an important priority. Uh, we got to keep these, these, uh, inf this infrastructure open. Yeah, somebody who grew up in Buffalo, New York, uh, uh, I can yeah. tell you how important these bridges between the U.S. and Canada mm -hmm. are, the Rainbow Bridge, the Peace Bridge, these other bridges as well. Donnell, what are the key questions you still have right now based on what we know about this incident, at least so far? Well, we don't have the, the identity of the individuals that were in their car. Um, considering the massive amount of damage, uh, that may take some time. It may have to be DNA, um, particularly if there's charred human remains. I worked in the medical examiner business and did forensics, uh, forensic death investigations for many years, and these cases can take some time to uh, confirm the identity of the individuals. Um, why they were traveling at such high rates of speed, um, how they were able to get that close actually um, is another question. Um, I think the, the bigger takeaway, though, if you kind of kind of pan out, Wolf, and, and, and look at what we've been talking about for the last couple of, of weeks, and Juliet alluded to this, is the threat environment. The threat environment has everyone pretty edgy. 
I would say that the American public should look at this incident um, at, at the bridge and, and, and see that their government, local, state, and federal, at all levels, are really taking that threat environment seriously. Um, Director Ray came in, on the Hill several times this, this month, as well as Secretary Mayorkas, and, and said that the federal government was doing everything they could to protect us and to engage the public to do so. And I think you see that playing out right now. I know everyone's a little jumpity. Uh, it's a holiday season. But I think the process not only played out as it should have from an investigative standpoint, and we'll continue to see information as that comes out, um, but also with rapid speed, unlike anything I've ever seen before.